Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. Yay! <laughs> oh, welcome back, you guys. And to my new listeners, welcome. If this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in. But I want to thank all of my listeners who who always return back and listen. Or like I said, or if this is your first time, I want to welcome and thank each and every one of you. Because like I always say, you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you. Well, what do you know? It's 2022. What you gonna do? The new year is here. I didn't make no New Year's resolutions. Like I told y'all, I don't do that. Mm-mm, don't do it. First of all, let me talk about the fact that it's snowing and it's like super freaking cold. It's like, what, 12 degrees out there? Which I know this is Ohio, so this is how it goes. I had to remind somebody, a fellow Ohioan, I might I add, had to, I had to uh, remind this person, like, hey, because they were like, oh my gosh, it's cold outside today. It's snowing. I can't believe it's snowing. And I'm like, wait a minute, you from Ohio too, born and raised just like myself, you ain't new to this. You true to this. Okay. Why are you acting all brand new? <laughs> People from Ohio be tripping me out with that for real. Like, oh man, it's just so cold. Oh man. Like, come on. I, this is all we know in the winter. Real talk. I mean, uh, do you recall a winter where we didn't, where it wasn't cold in Ohio? Uh, if so, remind me. <laughs> I've been in Ohio for 42 years and I've never gone a winter without it being cold. Now we might've had a few winters where we might not have gotten any snow, but that's far few in between because for the most part we get us some snow. So yeah, I just thought that was funny, but uh, yeah, so we, we getting us some snow. It's not like super, super high. I remember one year, I never forget that this was like 2004. And it snowed so freaking bad. I'm talking about the snow came up to my waist. And I'm like five foot three, five foot four, something like that. And the snow came up to my waist. It was, oh, it was bad. I was working at the hospital at that time. And I remember I was working second shift. And the people who was working second shift couldn't even come in to work. And the people who had worked third shift that night, they couldn't leave. They couldn't go home. And they had to call a code. Um, it was an emergency. And it was to the point where I remember the police was out and they were telling people that if you were out here and you, you know, if you didn't really have to be, you would get a ticket or something. It was bad. I haven't seen it snow like that since then. Like I said, that was in 2004. Oh, that was bad. Mm. But yeah, we we get our fair share. But you know what? Now, places that didn't even used to get snow is starting to get it. Like, it's certain places in Texas I've been hearing. I think even California, something like that. 
it's crazy. You know, people used to talk, people, real people usually be talking that stuff about Ohio. Like, yeah, y'all be getting all that snow down there. Well, shit, now other places is getting it too. So I don't know. But this weather is unpredictable all over. So it's kind of like, you just can't even, like a friend of mine, she live in California. She was just telling me today, she was like, it got really cold here. Oh my gosh. She was like, you know, what's the purpose of being here in California if it's going to get cold? Because, you know, a lot of people like to go to, they like to go move to other, you know, other states because of the weather, like Florida and stuff like that. But yeah, she said it's, it was pretty chilly there. Well, I don't think California and places like that will ever get as chilly as Ohio. My goodness, we down 12, I think it's 12, 12 degrees. And I think Monday is going to be like nine. It's going to get down to nine degrees. Ooh, child. But anyway, so now that we've discussed the weather, okay. Um, what y'all do for New Year's? I hope that y'all had a safe and good New Year. And I hope nobody turned up too bad, you know, hope nobody, you know, didn't do nothing crazy, but, um, I had a pretty, pretty good new year. Um, me and my boyfriend, we kept it pretty simple. We were invited to, um, hang out with, um, some, some friends and it was just basically, um, it was like other couples there. It was probably like four of the couples there or whatever. And, um, the, the, the couple that invited us, they were pretty nice, pretty nice couple. And, um, so it was like, but it was like, not just couples. It was just like other people there as well. It was really nice, you know, small, intimate, um, had food, played games. And we watched the ball drop on new year's. I mean, on, um, at midnight, you know what? That's something I love to do. I love watching that ball drop. I don't care what I'm doing. I, I really just like to watch. I like to incorporate that on new year's eve that's just i've always liked to do that um and i like being in the setting that i was in i like the small intimate settings i like you know the having the food and the games and stuff i i love i love doing that for new year's that's just what i like to do i don't have to be out at nobody's club i mean i prefer not to be i just i don't know I think it's because I'm getting older too. That I, I know that's what it is. But I've never really been a club club kind of person. But I just I would rather be at home more now, you know. So I heard somebody say that too. Like when you hit your thirties and up, you rather be at home. You rather be at home and turn up if you're gonna turn up. If somebody be like, "Hey, let's go to the club," it's kind of like mm, you gotta think about it. Or if you if you agreed to go, <laughs> you'd be ready to change your mind by eight o'clock, by nine o'clock. You'd be <laughs> low key in the bed like shit. I hope they renege. I ain't even gonna be mad if they do. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like it's just it's just better when you're just at home. You're comfortable, and and I think what it is too is when you're at home or you're over somebody else's house. More than likely, you are around people that you. You know what I'm saying? That you really trust one and it's just your, your close friends and family. And so that's always a good feeling. And you just say, you're just having a good time. So that's what I'd be on. So that's kind of how, that's what we did this year. And, um, so yeah, and I don't, you know what? And I ain't gotta, I'm not one of those people that gotta be all out all night either. I don't need to be, I don't need to pull a five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning type of night just to say I had a good time or none of that. Listen, 
hell, I'll be on some, I'm trying to get back home by, and, I, and I'm not just talking about just New Year's Eve, but I'm, I'm talking about here, you like, if I go out somewhere, I don't do clubs. I'll do a lounge type of atmosphere though. And maybe a bar every now and then, but regardless, I like to be home and in bed by at least one o'clock, 1 a.m. for real. And, uh, if I can get, if I can get home by 12, that's good too. <laughs> because one is kind of pushing it for me. I just don't like the feeling of being out all night and then turn around and don't feel productive the next day. Because y'all know as you, as you get older, you can't just pop up out the bed like you did when you was in your twenties and teens after you done been out till five in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I like to, I, I, I want to come home, get my rest and still get up and do what I got to do the next day. I think too, is because when you got to be, when you got things to do, you got business to take care of. It's like, yeah, you, you don't have time to be out all night. And it's like, what is out? What is it about being out all night that got you out to the, till five and six to where you got, you just got to be out that late. And y'all know what they say. Ain't nothing open that late, but legs. Okay. But I'm just saying, so what, I mean, for real, there. I, I just feel like there's nothing that spectacular that I need to be out till five and six in the morning. Like, oh my gosh, no, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. But you know, so Auntie Who, anyway. So let's get into a couple of things. But first, I want to start off with this um, reflection. Okay, I, I like this reflection. This actually came from my uh, my Facebook page, actually. And I wanted to share this with you guys because I really, really like it. All right, so it goes like this. Life is like a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, just take another shot. I love that. Arthur Unknown, because I don't know who, who 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 wrote that. I don't know, but I just like it. So anyway, did y'all eat y'all black eyed peas? Speaking of um New Year's, did y'all eat y'all black eyed peas? I didn't. Hmm. Now they say, you know, the black eyed peas is, is supposed to be good luck and the collard greens is supposed to manifest, you know, good finance for you throughout the year. I mean, you know. If people believe, if you believe in that, that's cool. I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, I'll try not to get into that stuff. I'll try not to get into that stuff. But, um, so Betty White passed away, man. I was like, oh my gosh, she was 99. She was 99. She was just about to turn 100, man. She, um, her birthday was, I think it was like the, uh, the, the following week or something like that. But man, so Betty White, um, she's played in different, um, you know, movies and stuff and shows or whatever, but her most memorable, uh, role that we know her for is playing roles on the Golden Girls, the hit, um, 80s sitcom, the Golden Girls. And, um, she was so funny on there. She, she was actually, and I can't even say she was the funniest person on there because all of them was funny. All of them, each and every one of those Golden Girls. That was a funny ass show. That's one of them shows too, where you are guaranteed a good laugh if you watch it. That's like Roseanne, the old Roseanne. Anyway, I I don't watch the new one, so I really can't say. But the old Roseanne, oh my gosh, whoo, 
funny. Roseanne uh shows like everybody uh everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> um Seinfeld. What else? Uh you know that 70s show it's just certain shows if you watch it it's like you are guaranteed to laugh but yeah the golden girls is one of those shows and yes betty white will be missed it seemed like though to make it to 99 that's such a such a huge blessing to where it's kind of like you can't even i mean of course she's gonna be missed of course you know her loved ones is gonna they're gonna miss her she's been on this earth for 99 years so she's gonna be heavily missed but at the same time it's like you you know what i'm saying you don't really it's like you you can't even really be real mad because you know it's like she lived a long beautiful life it's like you know um now and and it's not and 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 i'm not taking away from the hurt that her family and friends may feel i'm just saying it doesn't hurt as bad you know, as if it was somebody young and, you know, they passed away unexpectedly. I mean, I mean, anytime somebody passes away, it's hurtful. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, if you know, when it's, when it's um someone who's pretty much lived out their life, she probably done had kids, grandkids, great-grands, and, and so on and so forth. So it's kind of like, yeah, she lived a fruitful life. So... It, it doesn't hurt as bad. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but you know, you can kind of h- handle it better when it's like that. So yeah, speaking of Golden Girls, I think their theme song was one of the best um, uh, theme songs to a show. Y'all remember that video that guy did? He was a black guy with like a a, a wig on or something. He had with <laughs> with glasses or whatever. And he was singing the theme song, but he was putting his own twist to it, talking about, um, thank you for being a friend. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, he was just trying to be so soulful. Like, no, we started from the bottom. Now we're here now. <laughs> and then he said, and, uh, and if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew. <laughs> Then he got to the end, like, ah, started screaming. And then he was like, thank you for being my friend. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and he snatched his wig off. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go pull that video up. I don't care how old that video is. That I'll be cracking up off of that video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think the Golden Girls have one of the best theme songs and the Jeffersons, honey. That, yes, I think hands down, yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, it's been a lot going on. It's, it has been a lot going on. So, um, I want to get into the topic that I wanted to, to speak about today. Is... is the okay how do i want to word this we as people we tend to have this the grass is greener on the other side type of mentality and i want to ask the question is that just human nature um 
And I wonder if the reason why we have this mentality is for one, because we're always told to seek better, to, to want more, to, you know what I'm saying? Also, is it, I mean, is it just because it truly is human nature? We, we, we want what we can't have. As y'all know, like Sheila E said, we all want the stuff that's found in our wildest dreams. <laughs> is it true? We always want the stuff. We all want the stuff that's found in our wildest dreams. Meaning it's like we want what we think we can't have. I don't know. So what what made what brought this on was just different conversations that I've had, you know what I'm saying, with with friends. I know a lot of my podcast be inspired by conversations I've had with people and it just seems like and I understand not settling I understand that but it just seemed like I don't know sometimes it's like do we ever get to a place of contentment are we supposed to ever get content you know what I mean um or if you're maybe you're I mean maybe you're living a certain lifestyle to where you are truly happy you are fulfilled um and is it is it anything wrong with being content with that or do we always feel like we have to keep on pushing for more 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 better 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 i think sometimes we even do this in relationships with people i think sometimes people always think there's somebody better out there for me there's somebody better just because you see flaws in the person that you're with it's like oh my gosh i think somebody's better out there you know what i mean i'm gonna get into that a little bit later too but anyway so for example, um, it's like we we feel like, oh, I'll be fulfilled once I get this, or I'll be I'll be like this. Like for example, shoot, famous people they want to live normal lives, and and normal regular schmegler people they want to live the life of a famous person. They want to be discovered. They want to be famous. You know, it's I don't know. It's like like I said, people want what they feel they can't have average everyday people average everyday working people they want the lifestyle of the rich and famous look how people trying to go viral on like uh social media tiktok instagram and all that stuff and then like i said when people who do have that stuff they want to come down a notch they want to you know they want to be normal i don't know Mm. And then I look at how people be so impressed with other people who they feel are out here living their quote unquote best life. Um, all it takes is for people to see you posting a few trips you done took and, or you, you rubbing elbows with a couple of, um, you know, um, celebrities or whatever, or you just, you know, you just in a, in a certain environment where you look like you are living a very charmed life. And then, you know, you, I don't know, people start to admire you more. They want to follow you and things like that. And that's another thing. I think social media plays a part too, because it's like, it's all about following people and, and keeping up with people. And I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody says. And this goes for a lot of us. If you're on social media, to some extent, you care about what others are doing. You care about what other people got going on. You care about what other people got to say about things. You care and in fact i remember watching that movie 
um i can't remember that movie but it had justin timberlake in it and it was basically based on the uh mark zuckerberg the create you know the person uh, you know the the um person you know uh, over uh facebook or whatever they created it so people could stay in the know about each other so if you engage in it to some extent, and you know, some people try to be like, you know, I don't really be on there like that. And I, hell, I say it. I don't really be on there like that because I, I really don't. But, um, but, but I'm saying to some extent, um, I, I'll be lying if I, if I said that, oh, I'll never be on there looking what people do. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been on there and, and, and found myself interested in what other people got going on and what they doing. But I noticed the less I care about that, the less I'm on there because I'm on there less and less now. Like I just, and I ain't gonna lie. It's some, some of some, some motherfucking people I don't care to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie. So I don't know. I, it, it's just, I don't know. But my point is that at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're constantly watching one another for real. And I think that kind of adds to people feeling like they need to be, they need to have more of this. They need to have more of that. Oh, look at that person's life. Yeah. Oh, they got it going on. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So Cause y'all know to people nowadays, social media is like the Holy grail or the end all be all of people's lives. If it's on there, then that's what it is. So, (laughs) but I do, I think that plays a part as well. Then you got people who are married who want to be single and people who are single want to be married. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just, I think it's just human nature. I'm really starting to believe it is just human nature that people think the grass is always green on the other side. Are you just like when people be in marriages and when they start having their problems, they, they start doing reaching out to other people. And, and I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of women can say they've been in positions where a married man may have tried to, you know, shoot, shoot a shot. And, and one, what's the main thing he says about his wife? Oh, she don't do this. She don't do that. And it's like, now sometimes that's just game, but sometimes maybe they truly do feel like they're not happy or whatever. And they think the grass is green on the other side with this woman only to come to get to know her and find hell. She come with her shit too. I mean, I'm just saying that just, I just think people just really always think the grass is green on the other side. So yeah. Hmm. Speaking of marriage real quick, I I read that Megan Good and Devon Franklin was getting a divorce after nine years of marriage. Mm. Now, many people are speculating, saying that, you know, uh, what they think might have happened or whatever, and saying that it was a religious, uh, it was because Megan Good is, you know, he, Devon Franklin is very religious and, you know, he's, he's strongly into the, the church and stuff. And they were saying that Megan Good got tired of living that lifestyle because she wanted to do what she wanted to do and things like that. Nobody really knows. And I don't think nobody will really know unless you're like super close with them, but you know, people speculating and stuff. And you know, one thing I'll say is I got, I'm to a point when it comes to people getting divorced, when it comes to marriage and me hearing about people getting divorced, I don't even care to ask what happened. I don't even care to ask what happened because here's how I look at it, especially when it comes to a, a couple who've been married for a long time. 
I never been married, but I've known a lot of people who have been married and who have gone through divorce. And one of the things that I've noticed is that when it comes to why two people got a divorce, there's a number of reasons. It's never really just one thing. It's usually a number of reasons. In my honest opinion, uh, uh, even though I've never been married, I'm still going to give this opinion. Um, I think that divorce becomes an option between two people in a marriage when those two people reach a point where they no longer know how to deal with each other. And that's what I truly think because everybody who I know got a divorce, that was pretty much, um, that was pretty much what it came down to. You got his, him, his side of the story and then you got her and, and, and both really always talked like they just couldn't take it no more. They, oh, whatever was going on. Oh, they just couldn't take it no more. Oh, I tried this. I tried that. This didn't work. That didn't work. Oh, I just don't know. Yeah. They, like I said, they came to a place where they truly felt they didn't know how to deal with each other anymore. So now divorce has become an option or maybe they don't have the tools. Maybe they don't have the knowledge to know, know how to deal with each other. But my point is they just got to a point where they couldn't, they didn't know how to deal with each other no more. And so I'm saying that to say, so when it comes to all these reasons and, oh, well, this and that, I think sometimes people just be want to be nosy, um, or, you know, um, I I really think it's kind of for me to ask what happened. I'm just saying my personal thing is, I think it's irrelevant. I'm I'm not going to, I don't really get into that. Oh, what happened? What happened? No, it just, hell, or it could have been somebody, it could have been infidelity. It could have been finance. Or it could have been a difference in how um, they chose to um, raise their children. I mean, sometimes that can become an issue too. Or sometimes family, shit, sometimes family can interfere and cause ruckus in a, in a marriage. And, you know, if those two people allow it, I mean, that can cause, I mean, so it's just a number of reasons, you know, you got, everybody's flawed. So, I mean, you're not dealing with two perfect people. So it's kind of like, yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like when people want to get their divorce, just let them do it in peace. And it, because when you ask people what happened, what happened, it gives the other person that's being asked a question. It gives them the opportunity to kind of either shit on that person or to kind of just tell their side. And that's not fair. That's not fair. So if you ask the 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 wife well what happened why y'all get why y'all got it what what happened why why did y'all get a divorce yeah she gonna make it look like it was him and vice versa so and and i don't think that's fair to either person so it's like you know don't even you know but i know people just curious by nature so they you know some people just nosy so you know that's they gonna ask especially if y'all been married for a long time because yeah people do be shocked to see two people divorce after they've been married for a long time it's like oh my gosh what happened so maybe that's just a natural question what happened you know but yeah so i don't know but um i'm gonna say this too since i'm talking about marriage um again going back to the whole grass is green people thinking the grass is green on the other side i think when somebody is married yet 
they are always kind of like in some way engaged in uh the business of single people like they like to hang out with their single friends or um you know they're always inquisitive and inquiring about what's going on in the in, on the dating scene or what's going on with their single friends or things like that or um you know just kind of inquiring about singleness i think that's a person who uh maybe want to be single themselves or um maybe they want to stay married but they want to engage in some single people activities if you know what i mean i i think that because when you're married um you shouldn't be that concerned with single life <laughs> you just shouldn't and i also think that when you're married i don't think this is just me this is me speaking i'm just one woman with an opinion okay I think that when you're married, you should not have time to be on social media all the time unless it is part of your business and you you're getting paid to do so or something of that nature. But I do not I can't see a reason why you would have time to just be on social media. I I, I especially always posting selfies or some shit. Because I look at that like you're looking for some type of attention. I that's just my opinion. I'm that's just me. That's just what I think. So, and let me say this too. Um, another example I want to give about people thinking the grass is green on the other side. This whole um Sierra's prayer that I keep seeing women talking about or on the social media, whatever. And um, just recently, um, they um, Lala Anthony posted something about her being single because, you know, her and Carmelo Anthony, I guess they separated or whatever. Um, but they were basically, um, she was saying that she, she said something about wanting Sierra's prayer. So it's this thing about Sierra's prayer because they, you know, she ended up with Russell Wilson and people look at, her and Russell and, and, and feel like they have such this beautiful marriage going on and everything is all peaches and cream and dandy and sweet. And I'm not saying that it's not, I'm not in their marriage, so I don't know their marriage to the, to its full extent. However, I do know and understand that, um, people are not perfect. So marriage can't be perfect. And that does not mean you can't have a happy marriage though, either. But what I want to say about women um um you know um what's the word i want to use <laughs> gasping for sierra's prayer or you know just uh loaning for it yearning for it i say find your own prayer and stop putting sierra and russell wilson's marriage on a pedestal i mean of course, we see the beautiful side of what they have. I mean, we see the good side because that's what they're showing us. Again, it doesn't mean that there has to be a bad side. But again, we know if we know people, ha everybody's marriage or relationship has their ups and downs. They have their, now, come on, man. Come on. I mean, you, you got to be naive to believe that, you know, that they're just, they're just super perfect. And 
we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And I always say that we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I wouldn't be surprised if Sierra really low, <clears throat> excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if Sierra low key a bitch behind closed doors. I would not be surprised. I don't think she is, but I'm just saying. And, and Russell Wilson does seem like a genuinely solid dude, but who was to say she's even really into him like that? I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but some women be on that too. Like some women could be with a guy and because he, you know, he, he loves her the way he does. He makes her look good. I mean, he, what I mean by that is he makes her, he makes other women envy her like, like they doing now. Everybody want her prayer. Oh my gosh. I want what Sierra has. Oh my gosh. She lucked up. She came up. She came up. You know, she got with Russell. Oh, he's so good to her. But I mean, who's to say that really deep down, she might've, you know, she might just be with him and, you know, tolerate him and okay. Having his babies and stuff and yeah, whatever. But she may not even be in love with him all like that. For all we know, she might just be liking the image of, of it all. I'm serious. I remember when her and Future was about to get married and when they ended up not going through, one of the things Future said that they, that, you know, kind of put a wedge between them was they couldn't agree on how they wanted their wedding. So Sierra, he said, Sierra wanted this A-list star studded wedding. Well, he, him, you know, Future's a hood nigga. He said he didn't care for all the celebrities and all the bells and whistles uh, up at his wedding. He wanted to have people that he truly knew loved him, which was basically him saying he wanted his niggas from the hood to be there. And him and Sierra couldn't agree on that. So they end up, you know, that that was part of the reason why they didn't even go through with the wedding. But I'm saying that to say that I could see her being that type of person who cares about an image or, or look in a certain way. And then, you know, she used to hang out with the Kardashians and stuff like that. Like, you know, just kind of on a, on some elite type stuff, you know? So I, I don't know. You just never know. I mean, you just never know. I'm just not going to look at, I'm not going to put nobody's marriage on no damn pedestal. I have couples that I, that I look at and be like, Oh, you know, they seem so, <clears throat> excuse me, they seem so this, they seem so that. Like, I like, um, I like Remy Ma and Papoose. I, I love the way he loves her, but I don't, I don't sit up and think that they perfect and they don't have issues. I like, um, DJ Envy and his wife, Gia, you know, we, and we talking about, if we talking about celebrity couples or whatever, I like, um, DJ Envy and his wife, Gia. I really like them a lot. They seem like the best of friends. And I mean, they don't, and to me, they don't try to come off like they're perfect at all. Like, no, um, cause I also listen to their podcast as well, but, um, that's how I know that they don't try to act perfect, but, um, and of course I like Michelle and Barack, you know, but I, again, I'm sure they have their shit. Like, so you, you know what I'm saying? Like people just need to get away from that, putting people's marriages on pedestals for real. And, Oh, I want what she have. I used to be like that. Though. I used to think like that, like, Oh my gosh, you know, this person, she because of what I would see on social media. Oh, she looks so lucky. They look so lucky. Oh my God. And I'm going to tell you something. The couples that's always posting constantly, constantly. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like I said before, I think I said this before on my podcast. I, I give that the side eye, honey. No, just because they're constantly posting does not mean they are super happy. And the people who are not posting, a lot of times they are the happiest because they don't feel the need to, to, to overshare and to, to try to prove anything. You gotta look at stuff like that. But you know, 
it is what it is. And I'm not saying uh, Sierra and Russell ain't happy. So don't nobody t- be talking about, no, I'm hating and none of that shit. Because I'm not. But I'm just saying, you just got to be careful about stuff like that. And, um, but I am glad that, you know, she got away from the likes of Future's ass. His, all them baby mamas and, ugh, just, ugh, yuck. Oh my gosh. Ooh. She, yeah, she, <laughs> woo, woo. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway. So, yeah, um, that is what I wanted to say. Um, let me see what else. I feel like it was something else I wanted to touch on. Oh, you know what? Let me say this too real quick. So, um, one of my, uh, some, a few people was asking me how about this show selling Tampa. I want to touch on that before I get up out of here. Um, that new Netflix series called Selling Tampa with the ladies of Allure Realty. Okay. Um, so basically what I think is, I think is, I thought it was entertaining. Um, I thought it was interesting though, how they didn't really close on no houses. They showed all these listings. Okay. These million dollar listings, but not one of them got closed on. Not from what I saw. If if I if I missed it, y'all y'all comment. Let me know. <laughs> but I didn't see no closings, and that's fucking ridiculous. How are we gonna not, how are we gonna watch a whole series, eight episodes, and there was no closings? Now, the only thing we came close to seeing was when Sherelle. Okay, Sherelle is the um she's the um the owner of the um, Allure Realty. She started it. You know, she's a black woman. She wanted to start a real uh, a brokerage with um you know just other women who look like her other black women and it was supposed to be like an empowering power move basically so um yeah she had this couple that she was working with and uh she's supposed to have found them a house or whatever and they needed it like asap so she found it and she said that they closed. She said that they put an offering and it, and it got accepted, but we didn't see it. They didn't show it. So for all we know, we don't know if that really even happened for real, for real. And I mean, I don't know, just little stuff. And then certain things you could just tell was straight for TV, just straight for TV. Like them. Now don't get me wrong as a realtor. Yes. You always want to look um, nice and, 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 you know, nice and presentable when you go showing houses and stuff but this whole wearing these heels and these stilettos and shit and prancing around like that is so for tv because that is not well i don't know um i don't know maybe some realtors do do all that but i know i learned real quick when i showed my first house um i tried to you know be all wearing heels and stuff like that shit that was my first and my last time wearing heels showing a house because first of all you get, uh, it's uncomfortable. It, it it wears you out. I mean, you got to think about it. You going up and down steps and stuff, showing the house. And it mean, is just, come on, it's, you trying to be cute and all this and that, all this or whatever. But it's like, really, it, it gets very uncomfortable. And then on top of that, you want to be careful wearing heels in somebody else's house like that because you don't want to scuff up their floors. So it's just better to wear some, some cute flats or something. Like you don't have to wear heels and stuff. I, I just felt like that was just for that was for TV. I'm sorry. Um and then they had all this little cattiness going on on the show. 
uh, a lot of shade thrown and stuff and or you know just little cattiness little competitiveness when when they will walk in to the to the you know to the office or whatever they looking at what each other got on and all this kind of stuff and i thought the girl named rena i thought she was very professional she was the most professional she really was she was the most professional out of all of them um i thought colony was okay she was cool but she flirted a little too much with that cho guy or whatever um yeah she paid six she said she paid like six grand to party at a house for five hours okay i mean but hell like i said you got it like that you got it like that girl and i ain't knocking it but another thing i want to point out too is with these um it's cool to watch these luxury, um, you know, real estate shows or whatever, where they're selling luxury homes. I get it. That's cool. Don't get it twisted. That's like a dream for a lot of, you know, realtors is to get to that level. However, I don't want this to be a false, a, a, a falsehood to, um, anybody who is, you know, wanting to be a realtor or whatever, like it, you don't start out selling like luxury homes like that unless you have those type of connections already yeah but when you kind of start out you you don't really start out like that and i don't want people thinking that oh as soon as you become a realtor this is where this is what it is this is how it is no it's not um like i said if you got those kind of connections if you were already in that type of you know i'm saying that type of uh circle or whatever maybe but just for the average person no it doesn't start out like that like i mean that's cute now i mean don't get me wrong that's that's the goal but no but um now there's a new one coming out uh out of atlanta i'm gonna tune into that as well just check it out see what's what you know so i think that's all i want to talk about today guys um and um yeah it seemed like the time went fast for real i didn't even realize i was on here this long but um so yeah y'all i just want to leave y'all with this okay this is a quote uh, that i uh, read a long time ago and i thought it was fitting for this topic um i started y'all off with a reflection and i'm going to end with a quote okay so one way to be happy and to have more in life is to stop thinking you won't be happy unless you have it. That's it, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And um, again, Happy New Year. And I will catch y'all in the next episode. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.